Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. This is the Redskins Perspective and it's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Coming to you on another Monday evening, just talking a little Redskins talk. Give you a little current news. Uh... And my perspective of the Redskins roster, we're going to start with the offense this week, jump into the defense next week. And then after a commercial break, we're going to do Redskins nostalgia. So let's jump into that little news and we'll go from there. First big thing, everybody's talking about Dwayne Haskins. And a lot of folks are saying don't start him week one because he's not ready. And Clinton Portis is one and, I've heard a few fans say the same thing. You know, he's not ready to start. Don't start him. Me, myself, I'm one of those fans, but that's if he's not ready after mini camp, rookie mini camp, training camp, and full preseason games. If he's not ready to take the reins, don't force him to him. Everybody else is saying he's not ready. Don't, you know, don't give it to him. The kid's smart. He makes smart decisions. So, I don't know what do you want. And word around town is they are going to hand the keys to Colt McCoy week one because he'll be healthy. So, they'll handle they'll hand the keys to him. And I'm like, what was the point of getting Case Keenum if we were going to go back to Colt McCoy? Okay? And last week, Brian Mitchell said something, and it rings true. You want to give the keys to Colt McCoy, but every time Colt McCoy is slated to be the starter, you go out and get somebody. When Kirk Cousins left, Colt was slated to be the starter. They went out and got Alex Smith. Alex Smith goes down. He's won't, you know, his injury has him out indefinitely. We don't know when or if Alex can come back. Okay. They went out and got Case Keenum. Now Case Keenum is here, and you're still talking about starting Colt McCoy. Come off it. Stop it. I like Colt. I really do. I mean, he'll go down in Redskin Law for the, the, the Monday night win against Dallas a few years ago. Fine. But as a starting quarterback, no, sir. No, ma'am. Nah, cuz. Oh, 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 what my son say? Nah, fam. We, 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 we can't do that. If you start Colt McCoy week one, what was the point of going out and getting Case Keenum? What was the point of drafting Dwayne Haskins? What was the point of even signing Josh Woodrum? Come on. I mean, it's great to have Colt around because his knowledge of the system, excuse me, his knowledge of the system, his leadership veteran-wise, you know, he's been in the league quite some time. So, uh, you know, it's great to have him around for those things. But as week one starter, if you want to win, don't put Colt in. Now, if Colt has to come off the bench cold, yeah, 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 give me that. Yeah, yeah. If you start Case Kane in week one and God forbid something happens where he goes down, he can't come back in the game, put Colt in. Because when Colt comes in cold, he makes things happen. You seen it in the Texans game. 
Uh, you've seen it in the Philly game. You see it in different games. When he comes in, he'll make something happen. So, yeah, that part I'm good with. But when you're not prepared for Colt, when you get to prepare for Colt, yeah, that's not good for us. It's good for the other team, but it's not good for us. So, I'm not on that train. If we're going to start anybody over Dwayne Haskins, it better be Case King. That's it. That's all. That's my two cents. And, I mean, that's the way I feel. But I don't want to throw Dwayne Haskins to the Wolves, and a lot of people are calling him the savior of the franchise. That's too heavy of a load for a kid. And, yes, I say a kid because he's fresh out of college. It's too heavy of a load for him to carry right now. He hasn't even taken a regular season snap, and you're already anointing him savior of the franchise. That's a big, 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 big title to have on your shoulders. So let's stop calling him the 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 the, the savior of the franchise. Let's call him our quarterback, as well as Case Keenum, as well as Colt McCoy, as well as Josh Woodrum. Okay, Alex Smith too, but you got to stand behind these guys. We don't need no quarterback controversy here, none of that. So I'm not. Do I agree with Clinton Porters to a certain extent? I agree that Dwayne Haskins shouldn't start, but only if he's not ready. That's it, and that's all. If he's not ready. I mean physically ready. I mean mentally ready. If he's not, he doesn't have the concept of the offense down. He doesn't have the route tree down, the block and protect, uh, 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 the protection calls. He knows where everything's coming. He can come up to the line. He can look over the defense. He can read the defense pre-snap. If he's not doing his homework and watching film, yeah, don't start him because that those things has to be instilled in him immediately. It, yes, I said immediately. So that's how I feel about that. And hey, that just pretty much told you about the quarterbacks. So I said I was going to do the offense this week. Let's jump into the running backs. Um, Backfield's loaded. I mean, right now, as of right now, of course, they got to get down to 53 man roster. Uh, they have 90 players on the on the on the active roster right now. Uh, at running back, you have Darius Geis, Bryce Love, Byron Marshall, Samaji P. Ryan, AP, Adrian P- Peterson, Craig Reynolds, Chris Thompson, and Elijah Wellman, who's uh, listed as a fullback. And that's unusual for Jay Gruden to carry a fullback. But hey, he's doing it. Now, looking at this, uh, this is just... The eye test, how you would set the depth chart up. Um, Adrian Peterson would be your starter. Off break, he would be your starter. Uh, Darius Geis would be behind him. Chris Thompson would be your third down back. And Byron Marshall would split some time in there. Bryce Love probably starts on the pup list uh, to begin this season. But we don't know. We're not sure. We don't know how far along he is in his recovery. So. But uh, Samaji P. Ryan, I, I think, will be one of the players on the chopping block. And, oh, going back to the quarterbacks, it's between Alex Smith and Josh Woodrum. 
I'm, I'm sorry, Colt McCoy and Josh Woodrum, who will be on the chopping block because you're going to need three quarterbacks. And if you're going to need three, has Colt McCoy fully healed from that broken leg last year? And what does Josh Woodrum look like? So, but if you're going to keep fullbacks, now, let me, uh, dang, I don't have my, my book, but I, let, me, let me give me a piece of paper here so we can keep count and make sure we got a 53-man roster. All right. So, we're going to keep three quarterbacks. Uh, are we keeping four running backs is the question. Because looking at it, I, I mean, you could do without Samaji P. Ryan. Uh, I think Bryce Love will be on a pup list, so we're not going to count him. Byron Marshall is going to be on the bubble come uh, uh, preseason. So, all right, QBs, we got three. Running backs, you got AP, Darius Geis, Chris Thompson. Possibly four. Possibly four there. All right. Now, looking over the receivers, uh, your number one and your number two. We already know your number three is going to be Trey Quinn. They say Trey Quinn has a tight grip on that slot spot. Um, Paul Richardson, not truly a number one. So I'll say Paul Richardson will be your number two. Uh, Cam Sims, I think, is going to be your number one. I don't think it's going to be Josh Dotson. I think he'll split time at, at that number two. But I think Cam Sims is going to be your number one. Now, after that, uh, Terry McLaurin, that's another talent. Kelvin Harmon, the guys they drafted are talents. Uh, I like Brian Quick. I like uh, Robert Davis, too. So, I guess we'll say six receivers. So, your receivers will be Cam Sims at the one, Paul Richardson at the two, uh, Trey Quinn at the three. Because, you know, he's going to be your Wes Welker, your Cole Beasley. He can get it done. Josh Dotson. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Kelvin Harmon. There's your six right there. There's your six receivers. Tight ends, we don't know. To be quite honest, you don't know three things. You don't know uh, what Vernon Davis is going to be able to do this season. So, he's in the running. Of course, Jordan Reed, Jeremy Sprinkle, but this new guy that they picked up, Donald Parham. Pretty good college stats. I'll give him that. But college stats, he went to a small school. College stats don't translate over to the NFL game. We know that. So, I'm going to say three tight ends. But who are your three? Are you going to go with the same three? But... You can take Donald Parham and put him on practice squad because Jordan Reed, Jeremy Sprinkle, Vernon Davis are your three tight ends. All right. I just I I I, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm hoping that this is the season that Jordan Reed stays healthy. So we only need three tight ends. You see what I'm saying? All right. Jumping into the O line, of course, of course. Contrary. To what you've heard, this is where we need the most depth O-line. Now, in a magical world, there would be no uh, 
controversy going into camp, but we do have that controversy of uh, 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 Trent Williams and not wanting to play with the team, but as you can see, it's died down. We haven't heard anything else. I've been looking, nothing. All right? So starting offensive line as of right now would be left tackle Trent Williams, left guard. Now, that's, that's the, 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 the problem there, left guard, because you sign Eric Flowers. You would think that he would move into the inside. I, I don't think that's working out too well. So we're going to go with uh, Tony Bergstrom, who played pretty well last year. Him or Tyler Catalina. But either way, both of those guys on the team. So let's go with Tony Bergstrom as a starter. All right. Chase Ruye, your center. Brandon Sheriff, who hopefully gets his extension very, very soon, is your right guard. Of course, your right tackle, the Iron Man. Because he, he he got to be made out of steel. He'll go out, two sprained ankles, get taped up, come back in the next play, and play the rest of the game. Morgan Moses. So that's five. That's your starting five. Now, after that, you got to have at least four guys. Four guys. A swing tackle. A swing guard can play both guards. And a center. Two centers. That And both centers got to be able to play guards. So those you got to have four more guys. You need nine O-linemen on this team. All right? So I already said Tyler Catalina. Jerron Christian is two. Uh, Wes Martin is three. Ross uh, Peer Scrybacker is four. All right? That's it. That's all. I think uh, Eric Flowers will be cut. First, first week of cut downs, I think he's gone. Uh, Tamon Harris, Zach Kieran, uh, Casey Dunn gone, Gerald Foster, Blake Hans gone. Unless they really impress in training camp and uh, 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 preseason, those guys are gone. Uh, Brian Wallace gone, you know, but you need absolute depth. So that's nine players. On the O line. So, what is that? 3, 7, 13, 16, 28. All right. And you might, we might have some room on the, uh, on the offense to add more players, you know, once we get down to the 53. But that's just my thoughts on the offense. Who should start? Who should be kept? Uh, but it's going to be, of course, it's going to be a lot of guys that are cut, guys brought in, and probably cut again. You know, we don't know. Can't wait for preseason to start so we can start seeing what these guys have. I wanna, I'm want i geeked up to see these rookies. I'm geeked up to see Dwayne Haskins. I want to see uh, 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 Wes Martin and Ross. I'm going to get it right. Pierce Scrybacker. I'm going to get it right one of these days. We said it once he was drafted. I want to see him. I want to see what Blake Hans has. I want to see what Brian Wallace has. I want to see what Terry McLaurin and Kelvin Harmon bring to the table. Uh, I want to see Donald Parham suit up so I can see if he is that guy. Because if he is that guy, the guy that he's going to push out, I think is going to be Vernon Davis. But don't be surprised if it's not Jordan Reed. Just saying. So let's count that up again. Three quarterbacks, all right? That's three. Four running backs, that's seven players. 
uh, six wide receivers. That's 13. Uh, three tight ends. That's, uh, what did I say? Three, seven, <laughs> 13, 16. All right. And, whoa, is that right? It's 13. I, my math is off. I'm trying to calculate and still talk to you guys at the same time. This is where co-hosts will, will work really, really well. Three, seven, 13, 16. All right, 23. Yeah, it's 23. All right. So that's the offensive side. That's just what I'm saying. I'm thinking offensively. This is just what I'm thinking. We haven't had a uh, knock on wood. We haven't had any injuries, nothing like that. So everybody looks like they're, you know, pretty much almost everybody are ready to go. First thing, first game, first week. All right. But that's how we're going to play it. So, going to take a break. Come back with Redskins Nostalgia. The year is 1993. <sighs> that's all I can say is just, ugh. <laughs> it was a rough year. So, stay tuned for that. And next week on Redskins Perspective, go in and break down the defensive side of the ball and special teams and see we come up there see if we can we 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 have enough to put together not a playoff team but a contender team that's mentioned when you talk about teams that are going to go far i i think this year needs to be nfc championship or bus i'm not going to say super bowl because you, you you're running with a rookie quarterback and you're kind of off from that but NFC Championship game of bust this year. All right, Redskins, stay tuned. Be right back. And just like that, we're back. Now it's time for Redskins nostalgia. The 1993 Redskins season. This is a rather disappointing year for my beloved Skins. Um, 4 and 12 that year. First year under, first and only year under Richie Pettibone as the head coach, you would have thought that Joe Gibbs leaving the the keys to the Maserati to Richie Pettibone in 93 that, you know, being good hands, but it wasn't the case. Uh, The magic that coach Pettibone had on defense, he couldn't capture again in 93, uh, two years removed from a Super Bowl win in 91. And to be quite honest, this season started the 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 the, the downturn and in, in the spiral that we we are currently still in. We you know we pull up every once in a while, but we haven't got back to that highest of high in twenty eight years now. So, well, coming up on twenty eight years to be exact. So, uh, in this draft, they drafted. Reggie Brooks in the second round, Tom Carter in the first round, and Frank Wycheck. Now, a lot of you remember Frank Wycheck as a Tennessee Titan. He was a part of the Music City Miracle. Uh, he was a pretty decent tight end. They brought him in as an H back that year. It just didn't work out. They couldn't sign him. I mean, you know, when he went after the rookie contract, they couldn't hold on to him. He went to Tennessee, had an even better career. So. Uh, punter Matt Turk was an undrafted free agent who was signed to the team that season. 
the best win of the season was the season opener against the Dallas Cowboys. They won that game 35-16. to uh, Defending Super Bowl champion Dallas Cowboys. How about that? Season opener. Beat Dallas here in, in, in D.C. And, you know, the rest was pretty much downhill after that. But it was an impressive first win. And, you know, you thought everything was going to be all right. But it just it it didn't happen like that. Uh, <laughs> they lost six straight games after that, and a lot of people that played on that team have came out in recent years and said that you know the team was older, but they were more lax and in their uh, approach. It was more along lines. Okay, I don't want to practice day. Hey, Bone, I don't feel like practicing damn I hit the whirlpool and, you know, Coach Pettibone, okay, babe. You know, that's that's pretty much was his response to everything. And he was totally autonomous when it came to defense under Joe Gibbs. He ran a defense. Joe Gibbs didn't have to oversee anything. And Joe Gibbs said it with his own, own, own words. He said, you know, when things got kind of tight, he said, I just walked down to the other end and just say, hey, Please stop him and then walk back. That was it. That's all. So Coach Pettibone went from running the defense, which was arguably a top 10 defense under him all the time, you know, because he had the, the different substitution. You had the nickel defense, the dime defense, the penny defense. You had all these different substitutions and these different working parts. And his scheme, brilliant. It just didn't translate once he became head coach. You know, because once you become head coach, you don't just focus on defense anymore. You focus on offense, defense, special teams. You have to focus on all of that. Make sure everything is going as planned. Okay? So, for some coaches that transition from that coordinator into the head coach it's a rough transition and in some coaches it's not I mean look at George Seifert he was an assistant coach to Bill Walsh the great Bill Walsh for quite some time he transitioned from the defensive coordinator to the head coach first season they go to win the Super Bowl no matter how how you shape it they go to win the Super Bowl it, I mean, it helped that he returned 20 of 20, uh, what was it, 20 of 22 starters? So, that, I mean, that helped out pretty well, but still, rookie head coach goes to the Super Bowl. It's possible. It just didn't happen here in 93, okay? Uh, another one of my notes, the team didn't draft well. They could have, looking at the 93 draft, you, you could have snatched Michael Strahan, Will Shields, John Lynch, all in the first round, if you, you know, done right now. Strahan, Shields, John Lynch. Well, John Lynch is the only one, but he's knocking on the door right about now to become a Hall of Famer. The other two are already Hall of Famers, Strahan and Will Shields, Hall of Famers. So, you know, drafting of Tom Carter wasn't a bad idea. Uh, Reggie Brooks in the second round, uh... Not a bad idea. 
and Frank Wycheck. I think he was a sixth round pick at later rounds. But you drafted guys like Sterling Palmer and Lamont Hollenquest. Those guys were around for max, what, four or five years here? And really didn't contribute the way that you wanted. So I didn't count that as a good draft. So they didn't draft well that year. Reggie Brooks, though. I'm not going to say he was a bad draft pick. Of course not, because Notre Dame. What can I say? Notre Dame produces good running backs. And Reggie Brooks came in, ran for 1,063 yards and three touchdowns his rookie year. Not a bad, you know, start. Wish he could have built on it and went from there. But three years later, Reggie Brooks was gone to Tampa Bay. And then I think maybe one or two years after that, he was out of the league. So, uh, passing leader was Mark Rippon, who didn't start all the games. You also had Kerry Conklin, uh, a 25-year-old Rich Gannon. Now, that says something because the 2003 Super Bowl, the quarterback, the starting quarterbacks in the 2003 Super Bowl, which was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Oakland Raiders. Those were two quarterbacks that were once starters here in D.C. So that's something that we, you know, look at and be like, well, maybe if we would have hung on a little bit longer. And, you know, maybe it would have worked out. But it's a lot of quarterbacks that came through here. Some didn't find success after they left. Others did. So it's the shoulda, woulda, couldas. And that's pretty much what we had here in 93. Uh, Mark Rippon. 166 of 319. He only threw for 1,514 yards. 52% completion rate. Four touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He was your passing leader for the team. As your quarterback goes, the rest of your team goes. If the quarterback can't get off, you're not going to be able to get off running the ball because the quarterback can't pass. You can't... um, You can't throw passes to set up the run. And if you can't pass, you're not going to be able to run and try to set up the pass because it's not going to happen. So, bad year for Mark Rippon. Just wasn't wasn't where where it should have been. How about that? Um, Ricky Sanders was our receiving leader. 58 receptions, 638 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, On the defensive side, Kirk Govea. Now, most of you may remember him if you listened to last night's WrestleManiacs uh, Stomping Grounds react show. I mentioned Kurt Govea there, and I mentioned how he played in the XFL, and he's one of the XFL players that I remember. But Kurt Govea led the team in tackles, 171 tackles that season, all solo. So, And Brad Edwards was number two. With 107, so you know this defense was getting gouged if your linebackers and your safeties, well, you want your linebacker to lead the team in tackles because that's the second layer. So once the D-line takes them up, takes up the, the, the space, linebackers going in and make the tackles. But your safety should not have a 100 and some tackles. I, I'm sorry. It shouldn't happen like that. So, But Tom Carter led the team in 
INTs with six. Daryl Green had four that year. So it was just all in all a bad season. They ranked bottom half on offense, defense. They ranked uh, 25th overall defense and 20, what, 7th, I think it was, overall offense. It was out of 28 teams at the time. You only had 28 teams. They were the bottom of the barrel, okay? This was a bad season for the Washington Redskins. And, you know, it just, it's not much to say, but, hey, Coach Pettibone got fired at the end of the year. He retired from coaching after that. And it's like, after this season, it's like the tailspin started and, it was so hard to pull out of it. And you've seen a little light. You've seen a, a little upturn in 99. You know, you had Stephen Davis and Brad Johnson. Those guys were just really rolling, but they couldn't build on that success. And it starts spiraling again. And then you, you didn't see another upturn until, what, 2005? And then you dip a little bit and come back up again in 2007. And then you dip again, and you don't really, it doesn't come back together until Shanahan gets here in 2012 and couldn't build on that. So you, you see what I'm saying? It's just a roller coaster ride, but it's the tailspin started in the 93 season because this is one of the worst records the Redskins in my lifetime have ever had. One of the worst records the following year in 94, they were under North Turner his first year, they were three and 13. So, yeah, it, it, it got bad. And everybody says, you know, hey, it's supposed to get bad before it gets worse. Uh, it gets worse before it gets better. So, maybe sunny days are on the horizon when we don't know, we got to see how it plays out. So, that's Redskins nostalgia for this week's episode of Redskins Perspective. I hope you all enjoyed the entire show. Me, I'm happy to bring this to everyone every week, every Redskins fan. And it's just, it's a it's a love. A love for my team. Our team for those Redskins fans. So it's just a straight love. So, of course, you can hear us right here on Anchor. We got 16 platforms. Don't be shy to subscribe. Don't be shy to hit the email and tell us how you feel. Tell all the sideline junkies how you feel. Whether it's about the WrestleManiacs, uh, the Sunday Rise, Redskins Perspective, Tuesday Night uh, Flight, Thursday Throwdown, whatever. Let us know how you feel. So email, email, email. And also, Say it once again. You would like to get on our sideline junkies fantasy football, which is coming up. The season's coming up. Everything's being set up and all of that. So if you want in, hit the email, drop me a line, or drop us a line. But I, I, I get the notification before everybody else. So I jump in and I peek at the uh at the at the emails for everybody else. But drop us a line. And you know, I I'll make sure I share it with the fellas and the rules will be right there, and we'll tell you what to do to get it in. Because I'm ready to play some fantasy football. I know every all the other players that, that are ready, the guys are ready. 
The families are ready. So we're trying to get a 20-person lead. So let's get it going and see who can come out the victor. We might even have a prize at the end of the year. We never know. So with that being said, that's all my time. To the next time, which be tomorrow night for the Tuesday night flight. Sponsored by Anchor FM. I'm the big guy, KG. And I'm out. This has been another Sideline Junkies production. Sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas. Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com. Junkies out.